been Spiris Omer isn't much more for us than a time to not listen to music and try our luck at growing a beard. And for those of us with beards all year round, it's just a time not to listen to music. And for those of us with beards who anyway don't listen to music all year round, it's basically like every other day. So let's think together for a few minutes if we can take these days which really are so unique, as has been said in previous Shmuzim, and make them just a little bit more special. On the basic level, the two central themes seem to be of this time, Ratzon, working on our positive desires, and Tikkun Midas, as has been said. These are the days of Derecharetz Kadma Torah. Shavuos is the time of Torah. Receive the Torah, what a gift. But there's Derek Eretz, there's the way to act, the way to be, that has to be before the Torah. We need time to fix ourselves. Some like to work on the 48 days of the Omer, on the 48 Kinyani Torah. Actually, we're going to try to sell a book recently on that topic. And all of the 48 ways are Rubik Kakulo, almost entirely Valmidos. Shanghai, 1942, World War II, 43. It was an interesting place because there was a great influx of different types of great Jews. Now, we're used to a Jewish world today, which certainly in the religious world, where everybody's kind of mixed in. You can see Hasidim wherever you go, Spartan wherever you go, Dati Lumi wherever you go, Yeshivish wherever you go. But back then, and you're very often, there were people who had never seen a Hasid before. The Lithuanians had never seen a Hasid, never seen a Rebbe. There were Hasidim who had almost never seen a Litvak. But Shanghai, which of course is well known and documented and historically known was a place where there was an influx of refugees the Mir Yeshiva and Mas escaped to there that was a great story but there were many other many Hasidim were there and there were interesting encounters so one encounter was by a young Leibachst Leibachst became the Rosh Yeshiva of Detroit eventually they say he could do the pin trick that's who he was he could, uh, he could put a pin on the cover of a Talmud anywhere in Shas and he could tell you the letters on any page Leibach is tremendous guy. But this is a young Leibach, and he ran into a Rebbe. I didn't hear who the Rebbe was. I know the Amshinava Rebbe was in Shanghai, so maybe it was the old Amshinava Rebbe. And Rabbi Rucham, who had been the Mashkiach of the Mir Yeshiva, had passed away in about 1936, about six, seven years before. And this Rebbe turned to this young Leibach, you know, a clean-shaven Yeshiva Bakr, maybe it was 20, 25, 30, and he asked him, tell me about Rabbi Rucham. Tell me about the Mashkiach of... I heard so much about him. He's such a stellar individual. Share something. So, Rabbi Box went into a whole discourse that he'd heard from Rabbi Rucham years before about the nature of man, the negative, negative kokos in the person, the dangerous desires that a person has, the whole thing. And the Rebbe was like astounded and said, wow, that was amazing. But I want to tell you, me and my Hasidim, we do it differently. He says, you're speaking like, like to the low level of man. I, like in a building, we go up a bunch of floors, and then we see a big ofik, then we see a big horizon. Right? Meaning he wasn't being critical, but he was just saying, like, why are you speaking about the negative aspects of man? Let's talk about higher aspects. So Blade Box was a searcher of truth, and the Rebbe's words were considerable to him. And he was wondering about this. And he turned to the then Mashkiach of the Mir, which was of course Rabbi Cheska Levinstein, he would eventually become the Mashkiach in, in Panovich, one of the famous figures in rebuilding the Torah after the word of Chetzka Levitzin, and he said to him this discussion, this dialogue, in dialogue. Tonight, in dialogue, this is the in dialogue back then. 
So, Rav Chatzalevitz, he said, go to the Rebbe and tell him about Sasson's house. Tell him about Sasson's house. What was Sasson's house? Sasson, Mr. Sasson, was a wealthy Jew who lived in Shanghai, and he wanted to build a bigger house. Okay, when a rich person lives in the city, they want to build a bigger house, where do they go? They go to the burbs, you know, the, suburb, the Shanghai burbs. And he built himself a house. But here's what happened. He built the house on a landfill. Everybody knows what a landfill is? It's, you have a lot of garbage, and you really pack it in well. It's not like, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen me do that. Not like that. I mean, really, your mom would smush it in, and you put ground on it. You can play soccer on it afterwards. It's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not terra firma, but it's, it's ground. And he built his house there. This is what, this is what Mr. Sassona does. True story. What was the problem? After a few years... Like when I was younger in Asbury Park, there was a haunted house that had like a floor. You could do sponge, and the water just rolled like we're trying to do with upstairs, you know, to get rid of the puddles in the, in the winter, you know. The water has to roll. And the house started to seep and, 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 and angle. The house was literally in it, so Mr. Howard, like the Tower of Pisa, it was, on, it was on an angle. This is of Chatzka Levantine's trenchant, brilliant response. Meaning to say... We could talk high levels, but if you don't deal with your basic foundation, things go off. So it's nice to talk about high ideas. It's nice to talk about spiritual ideas. When a person doesn't deal with the more basic aspects of himself, things don't go well after time. Revolver, the great Mashkiach, was so fond, written, the written word and the oral word of speaking about Rebchaim Vital, Rebchaim Vital, the great Talmud, most famous Talmud, the writer of the Arizal thought, writes that there are two marachot to a person, there are two levels to a person. There's a level on which mitzvot happen, on the levels of what on which midot happen. And he explains the tremendous severity that we find in Torah about midot. Call it koes, who gets angry in a regular way, probably, as if he does have idol worship, more in Shabbos. Call it koes, kilo Gaiva, someone who has arrogance. The Rosh says, "I can't live with such a person." Me and him, we don't we don't go together. The Rosh likes certain types of people, right? Humble people. Bali can't do anything with. But there's no clear iser about these things. There's no clear statement about these things in the Torah. Psukim this way, that way. So what's the great severity? So Chaim Vital explains that mitzvahs operate on a higher plane. The tachlis, in the Lurianic system, if you will, of mitzvahs was to help man touch infinity, to build your olam hava, a level beyond the goings-on of this world. I'm doing mitzvahs to help me attach to a reality which is beyond the reality of this dark world. But there's a foundational level. And that's the level of midos. And that's why they're so severe, because if things are off on the foundations... So then you can get to the greatest, most terrible, worst of errors that could be. I'm mad at you. I could kill you. I have a machlokas. Embarrass you. That's just the beginning. My mida to look good makes me be lenient when it comes to taking off that stain from my suit on Shabbos or Yomtev. You have to look good on Yomtev. You know, Molo, Muktz at the table. Can I move that aside? It's a mida which is pushing it. I don't want to be lenient on this law. I don't want to eat a sketchy hechsher. I don't want to see something I shouldn't, but there's a me inside of me which is driving me towards it. 
we all have probably run into or certainly have heard about people who know a lot, sometimes a tremendous amount, but they're not in control of their mythos. And the truth is, sometimes we see with certain people, you have to be very careful who we uh, determine such a thing, but sometimes it's mutaf shalom it would have been better. All your Torah knowledge, what's it worth for the chil Hashem that you brought? For your perversion of the Torah? And where did it come from? From your bad midos, nothing else. That's the severity of midos work. It's the foundation. And if it's not, foundation isn't solid, the whole building that comes afterwards can go off. Imagine if the foundations of this building were off. We don't know, no, no one's seen the foundations. You have a crack over here, you can fix it. I had some, something wrong in my office. I called Yaakov Cohen. He took care of it in a day. But if there's a problem with the foundations, Hashem Yishmor. Now, we love to run away from me this work. From really looking at ourselves and figuring out where to improve. You know, we're really good when it comes to others. Brilliant ideas. Definitions, formulas. And there's a special siyata deshmaya for many people when it comes to their spouses. Woo! Are they experts? You know, many wives are experts at the bad meters of their husbands. And many husbands are experts at the bad meters of their wives. Chapter, verse. Our in-laws, we could write a book. A magnum opus, an encyclopedia. Sometimes co-workers. Bosses. Employers, employees. But brothers, it's time to start writing our own story. Don't write those books. Not a magnum opus. It's not going to help you. Having formulas about other people will do nothing for you. Now, the book we write might about ourselves might be less juicy and shorter, but it's our book, and it's the book we got to write. The other ones we don't need to write. Sometimes, we don't even begin working on ourselves because we're afraid to look at ourselves. My Rebbe, one of the true Muslim guys of our generation, Reuben Leichter, was once coming to my house for Shabbos. I was extremely close to him at a certain point. I still feel close to him. Obviously, I don't see him as much, but he spent the Shabbos with, 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 in my home. I invited him, and months later he called me up. David, could I come? Yeah. I went did it more than once. And my wife and I were nervous. I mean, oh no, you know. He, with his amazingly sharp eye, is going to see through all of our grave errors. Who knows what else? It was like one of those Ruach Kodesh Babas coming, you know, like dope cooked at your house. He's going to read your forehead. Who knows what errors you did, you know? This was not good. My wife commiserated with a wife of another Talmud. And they together came to the collusion. You know what? It's good. Look, at the end of the day, he'll come, he'll see, he'll be able to advise you better, he'll understand you. He doesn't have a bad eye. He has a sharp eye. That's for your, your good. The best thing the guys in the room can do is let your rebellion that help you know about yourself. We're here to help. So here's the point. What are we so afraid of? Ourselves. We can only gain by knowing ourselves better and beginning this great journey. Not knowing who we are and dealing with ourselves, not helping anybody. To thine own self be true. Know yourself. What do you have to lose? And if we can get over our fears, we can learn and discover that self knowledge is enjoyable. 
even about your bad midos. It can be fun. Knowledge is enjoyable. Chachma. What are we doing all morning? What better knowledge to have than the knowledge of ourselves? We run to new restaurants. We'll get a lot more real pleasure. That's a counterfeit. Ooh, I heard there was a new falafel. St- oh, there's a new... Oh, how much can you do with a steak? But to know yourself, that's what we have to run to, to that knowledge. That's something I've realized in later years. You know what? When you run away from a knowledge of who you are, you're really running away from the Ravonashal. You're running away from God. Because who made you the way you are? Right now, it's you and your Bechira. But like the Bali Hasidah say, until that point, everything that is as it is, is all from the Ravonashal to set you up. You're in this room with this alignment because of him. Now you got to do something with it. You are... Father, maybe it was too difficult to you. you this, this teacher will put you down a little bit. That all together, all of that made the Sacha call, made that all together of you. That's who you are. So when you're running away from that, you know, we, oh, I feel close to Hashem, and Hashem's guiding me this week. Hashem guided you to have your package with your parents, with your background, with your religious difficulties, with your good meetos, with your bad meetos. That's what He gave you. Now what do we do with it? So when you're running away from that, you're running away from yourself. You're running away from Him. You're running away from the Rabbon Hashem's Hashgacha. He made me. He gave me that father. He gave me that mother. He gave me that difficult life circumstance. Now what do I do with it? But I don't want to run away from Hashgach. He wants a tikkun out of you. He wants a tikkun out of this difficulty. Not someone else's tikkun. Okay. So that was... Right, we're right at a nice halfway point. And that was a little about Midos, as has been said, over the Shmuzim, over this month so far. That's really what we have to work on with the central, central ideas of... of of uh, the sphere period. But I want to focus now on something which is even a little naturally further than us. We mentioned that this is the time to work on positive desires. Now what does that mean and what does that have to do with the sphere period? Okay, there's a very famous Sefer HaChinuch in Parsha Semur, last week's Parsha. It's with Shinvav 306. Gematria Shinvav. That was a joke. And it's such a great piece, I want to read a little bit of it to you word by word. Mishor Shem Mitzvah, the Sefer HaChinuch explains the, a basic rationale, a simple, simple rationale for the mitzvahs. explains like this. Listen, listen well, guys. L'fishi kol ikaren shel Yisrael eno ela Torah. The whole central part of the Jewish people is Torah. Umimnei Torah nivr shamayim baritz Yisrael. And for the Torah, for the learning of Torah, for the kiyam of Torah, that's why we are. The ikar v'asib shnigal v'yatsu mitzrayim. And that's why we left Egypt. That was the end game, end point of all that happened, all that we learned about, and all that we experienced at Dalu Parshas, and all the different steps of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and all of how, many, how much we went through. All that was for this. Therefore, Nitztavino Lumnos, we have to count. We have to count down to that. To show in ourselves. It's coming. Shavuos is coming. Counting. Only a few more. 23, 24. Lag. It's coming. That beloved day we're getting out of jail. Like an Eved. Like a slave. In the sun. Give me a little... Shade. 
And he's always counting When will I get out of here? One who counts to something, or people count to their wedding days, count to their anniversaries. I'm just counting. That's what counting shows. And the, the Chinuch explains, if I understood correctly, what you're asking, that we count the days that have passed, and that how many days we have left for the same reason, as our rutzen is so hard, it would be hard for us to say 49. Right? We should count 1, 2, 3, but we count 49, 48, because to say 49, oh my gosh, 49 days left, that's so hard for us, so we switch around the order. That's how I understood what he says. Okay. Elu divrei dvarm hamirim of the Sefer HaChinuch HaRishon. Now, I think honestly, for me, Svira has usually nothing to do with this. Huh? I usually have two goals in Svira Somer. I think some of you might relate to my goals. One is to be Yotzi the Din. Zalach, I'm a good Jew, I'm Orthodox, you know. Get kicked out of my office, I wouldn't be, you know. Got to fill the Halacha. And, you know, to get there, whew, I finished. I counted. No brachas levatala, no shayla brachas levatala. I made it, right? So it's just, that's Sphira. But it's so far from what Sphira is supposed to be. Ke'evid yishof l'tzel. Counting down. Achifetz ha'gadol yom ha'nechba ha'nechzav. Shavuz is coming. Begin the Talmud. How much does it carry the golf course in Florida's sun with his client's new golf clubs, doubles? How much is he waiting to get into the clubhouse and Take a drink. So this is a central idea of the Svira. But I imagine many of us like me are can't. It's very difficult to connect to in a real way. Okay? I want to try to connect to this a little bit in a real way. How can we have such a strong rut zone for Torah that we're waiting for Shavuos with bated breath? This overwhelming desire, this intensity. Now, this is a big work, but I think the beginning stages, okay, that's what we'll discuss for a few moments, is to get into this idea of Ratzon Desire Bechlal, right? See, when I say the Shmuz about Tikkun Midas, that registers. Oh, we know that. Fixing our self-help books. When I say it's about fixing your desires, we're not used to that conversation Bechlal. Desires, fixing them. Desires negative, or it is a negative, or there's such a thing. Is there really such a thing as positive desires at all? So we have to get into that. We often evaluate ourselves, our children, by how much we know, what we do, what they do, or worse, how much they're worth. Who is it? He's worth $2 billion. What's he worth? $2 billion. What's he worth? We had one of the Chabayim over here look like Elon Musk. His name was Eitan. I called him Elon. I liked that. Yeah? I don't know if you liked that. I think he did. Yeah? How much is he worth? Where's Elon holding? $300 billion. Well, poor Jeff. Yeah? Ah, that's the worth of a person. But it's even judging people by how much they know, the, the, the meters. But Torah tells us to look at something else. Not just the counted things. Something else. Ezu Chacham. Who's a Chacham? Who's wise? Halome Mikol Adam. Listen to this amazing Rebbein Yonah. It's worth coming to the Shmuz to hear this Rebbein Yonah. It's worth coming to Yeshiva to hear this Rebbein Yonah. Amri Chachma Osomus. The wise men. Interesting. And the the Rabbi Yonah commenting on the mission of learning from everybody quotes the non-Jewish scholars. Amri Chachman was Kiyodea Kola Chachmas. Someone who knows someone. You see someone with a blitz memory. He's got photographic, he's got a photographic memory. He can quote from today till tomorrow. That's what we're talking about. 
not just Torah, you can talk about philosophy, you can talk about biology, you can talk about literature. It's unbelievable. In NL, but you see, you know what? It's all dry. There's no, there's no life. Now, don't be too, don't judge every dry person. A lot of people look dry, aren't dry, right? But you really see there's like, there's no zing in anything. You've seen it for a long time. There's just never any, it's like just a computer, right? Ain't a chacham elatipish, it's a fool. It's not a chacham, it's a fool. Again, someone's quoting everything. A fool. Someone who loves wisdom. He knows nothing. That's called a, that's called a chacham. He'll get there. But that's how he He has a strong desire. This guy's a computer. He has a computer mind. There are people who are just computers. You know, I've seen I've seen them. I hate to say I saw, I saw one. A computer mind. It was, I mean, I'm not bad to have a computer mind. I wish I had one. Right? But, but, but there's no... He saw it, and he saw it came out from him. Zero, nothing worse. There's no Abbas Chachma. It was all Abbas himself. Valzamar ben Zoma, Chachma, Mikol Adam. Who's a real Chachma? Someone learns from everybody. Why? This is not a Ben Adam Lachavero thing. It's a Ben Adam Laatzmo thing. I will learn from anybody because I love wisdom to the extent it's a sign. If I will learn from anybody, an Arab taxi driver, a bus driver, a rabbi, Right? Hey, someone from another religion, whatever it is, in a mutter way. I love wisdom so much, I don't care. He's younger than me. He looks less religious than me. He looks more religious than me. You know, from is. I heard a great, what's from? Fanat- there's you in the middle, fanatically religious on one side, modern on the other side, right? <laughs> you can be fanatically religious, you can be modern. Okay, tell me something. Give me a Dvartar, give me a Vor, teach me something. Tell me something from your life experience. Oh, I know more Torah than you? A lot of people know more about life than we know about. Listen to them. He only knows one thing. He has one piece of wisdom. I want to know that piece of wisdom. I'll learn from anybody. So what does it mean to be a Chacham? What, what higher term in Torah is there than a Chacham? It's about desire. You're not what you eat, but you're what your desires are. This guy, look at him. One person, everybody's listening to him. He's spouting out wisdom. So interesting. Another one has nothing to say except just a little bit. But he's desirous. You see his rutsen. You see his desire. He wants to understand. He wants to know. This guy will go down. This guy will be Ola. And this is a new, again, to attach ourselves bichlal, if we have any shaykhud, if we have any chance to over this period attach ourselves a little to the Sefer Chinuch's concept of being desirous of Torah with bated breath, we have to get into this whole parsha. We have to get into this whole topic. We have to go into this whole no say of desire in general to be desirous, to appreciate the power and supremacy of ratzon of desire. Ratzon is lashon of rats. Ratzon is lashon tzinor. Bali Chasida say it's a, it's a it's a, a pipe. Someone who has strong desire, you are piped to the higher worlds. What do I want? I think these questions ourselves. What should I want? How do I start wanting the right things right now? Think about how far you will go when you want something. And think how much you drag your feet. I'm astounded sometimes how unaffected I am at certain things. Just when I drag my feet, it's unbelievable. Just do your taxes already. Like, just do them. I just can't get myself to, I'll do this pun, do something for the yeshiva, something for this, something for that, something for the person. Do your taxes.
Think of a teenager. You ask them to go 15 feet to take out the garbage. Oh, I'm so tired. You ask them to go 15,000 feet to get the car. Oh, I'm there. I'm out. We have to learn to do the T-I-double-R system. Okay? T-I-double-R. The tier system. T-I-W-R. T is to start thinking about. Right? Again, as much as it's not part of our worldview right now, this whole concept of Ratzon is not there. So it's not thinking about it. There's such a sugyan Torah, a central sugyan, important sugyan, as we've proven. It's about what Shavuos is about. It's what Svir Saomer is about. It's what Chachma is about. We proved it. you got to start thinking about it. I is identifying. You have to start identifying what you want. What bad things do I want? Right? What's driving me? We're all driven by things. We're all got up in the morning. What's driving us? What is it? What's pushing me? Why am I here today? What got me out of bed in the morning? We have to learn to R, refine our ritzonus. Right? Can't change right away. You have to try to improve to refine them, take our desires up a notch. And find the final R is from Marna Raya. You have to learn to respect your ritzon, to respect ritzon. You have to learn, not just to think about it, not just to identify, not just to refine, to respect. You see someone who's a Baal Ratzon? Respect that. You see in yourself, you identify Ratzonas? Respect that. Whoa! This is impressive. This is something important. I want to share a little bit from a phenomenal line from a cook. Listen to this. Haratzon, desire, is Yesoda Chaim, is the foundation of life, is desire. Humuchrach liotoyim b'chaim. You have to let it pump. Desire has to pump a person in a good way. Hamusar, Hatorah, Musar in the right way, Torah in the right. Call or Kadosh value in every order will be My desires have to be tempered by the Torah, like we spoke about on Shabbos. Ladies, Kanos has to get has to get tempered by the Torah. But and many mechanchim forget this. But don't lose. Don't lose it. Don't lose. Don't let it lose its vibrancy. Don't make yourself into a small little person. You have desires. You're big. The Torah and the Musa has to help define it, says the Rav, but not to not to weaken its koach. So this is just the beginning, but it needed first step. You know, we don't find enough religious ambition in the world today. In other words, religious religious ambition. Ooh, yuzma, religious ambition. There's ambition in politics. There's certainly ambition in business. Business books. What's a light world, a, an exciting world, a nice world. But we need that in our batikinesis, in our shuls. Let's dream about a better Jewish future. Let's dream about, let's desire an improved world. Let's dream about seeing ourselves as bigger people. We're just going through the motions. So this, my friends, is what Sphere is all about. To have a deep desire for the greatest thing. To realize his, how Torah is what it's all about and the whole purpose of the world and you see his Mitzrayim and it's not a story of freedom, it's a story of Torah. And through that to be chalishing, to be desirous, to be waiting for Shavuos. When will this blessed day finally come only four weeks away? We can start and take a small but significant step in that direction by thinking about the ideas and if all else, if all else fails, we should at least want to want.